1: In this world, and they Welcome back to
2: 32Fans, I'm Alex so Chester, with me as always is Wheels job. Wienerker. Wheels, is this our last non-live podcast for the next couple of weeks?
1: Well, I don't think so, because I thought we were going to be together, but apparently you're like, you're. we're not going to be near each other as close as we thought, so I'm not sure. Yeah,
2: Either. I'm traveling 9,000 miles to get closer to you, but if I don't come to your actual house, you're not going to... Um, yeah, you're going to be in, in Haifa, and...
1: My brother-in-law lives there and we see him twice a year. So I don't know why you think I'm going to like come hang out with you.
2: Well, time. I'm going to be in Tel Aviv, I'm going to be in Jerusalem, I'm going to be all around town. All right. Well, if you're within 10 miles
1: of me, give me a give me a ring we'll <laughs> for lunch. We should we will do a um we'll we, we'll do a, like a meal one day for lunch with uh I can't do dinner cuz I work at night, but um anyone who uh, like our, our Israeli listeners, so like the Josh Cantors or any of those people.
2: Oh, my co-owner in the League of Leagues.
1: Uh, Ari Gold. any of Those people want to come out with us. Um, Yeah, let's talk about League of Leagues for a second before we get into the greatest American athlete bracket. I just got a, a tweet. How come uh, Wayne Gretzky didn't make it? It's a good question.
2: <laughs> Does this person not listen to the podcast at well, all? Well, maybe
1: maybe uh you know discussed it in each of the last two
2: episodes maybe yeah
1: a lot of people just just see the link on twitter i don't know if
2: everyone yeah knows. yeah uh yeah so league of leagues so for those who don't remember uh we have started a year round fantasy football league where uh, comprising baseball care, football and basketball it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> baseball football and basketball so we uh the draft the opening round the opening draft is uh, ongoing right now there are 580 picks, right? Hmm. 58 rounds. Did you say
1: it's taken over your life this week?
2: <laughs> We're currently in round 46 of the draft.
1: Which is, like, amazing. <laughs> I, I, if you had said on Saturday, hey, uh, you'll be up to 46 Tuesday morning, I'd say that's wonderful. But it's such a grind, and, like, the, at this point, there's no good players left.
2: Yeah, What's I mean, let, let's just read the, the 46th round pick so far. It's yeah, In order, it's Nikola Miritic, Pierre Garçon, oh, Eric Miritic's Ebron. A good pick. He's playing really well for the Bulls. Willie Sneed, who I thought was a pretty good pick by me. Yeah, I uh, Sneed, me. honestly.
1: I, would, I was going to pick him.
2: Yeah, with Brandon Cooks yeah. gone, you'd think he'd get a lot more targets there in yeah, New Orleans. I think of he might have a big year. Vince Velazquez, Martavis Bryant, good. who James could Bryant's be a great not a terrible
1: pick. pick, but there's also a good chance he get nothing out of that. But who cares? He yeah,
2: high upside. Uh, Rashawn Holmes by Kiev. Yeah. And uh, Tiny Darren Sproles was just taken.
1: Yeah, Sproles was on my list. I was probably going to take him. Uh, how about people? So, yeah, the pool, The it's two years of... Baseball, football, basketball, fantasy leagues. Um, if you were listening, uh, get you can guess for a second before I say uh, who went in the first round. Um, but the first round was David Johnson went one overall, which to bad me... Pick. Yeah, I think in, if you had, like, a LT in, in like, you know, whatever year he was yeah. yeah, I think that's reasonable to pick. But I, I just don't think there's a big enough difference between David Johnson and Zeke and Le'Veon Bell.
2: And you also need to point out this is a two quarterback league.
1: It's a two QB league, so quarterbacks. But I don't think you go quarterback number one. Uh, oh
2: yeah, I'm not. Yeah, but in terms of in football,
1: right, right, right. The, the
2: top even, two or three quarterbacks are as, if not more, valuable than, than anybody else. Right. Like,
1: uh, so who picked that? That was um, Jay, That was Jake Larson. He has Kirk Cousins and Stafford. Like one of those guys will probably outscore David Johnson. Um, the so then number one was David Johnson. Number two is James Harden. To me, I think the basketball guys are so much better. The basketball stars are so much better than like, you know, the fourth or fifth best player on your fantasy team that you almost had to
2: like grab two of them in the first two rounds or the first. Yeah, two but two isn't rounds. he buying like as high as you possibly can on yeah, Harden? He's this very is Harden's high, career year.
1: But if if Harden ha- is half as good next year as he is this year, he's still really good. He's still like yeah, one of the he's best a top five
2: players. player. But is he the number one NBA player? Maybe and also this this league, this league but, goes on for the next 2 years. So.
1: Right, right. Um but it, if it was 10 years, you know, it's a better question. But I I think Harden yeah. still you have to pick somebody. Uh, and then then Russell Westbrook went 3. We made a trade 10 seconds before the draft where we traded the all of my all of my
2: 4th slot picks for all of all of your 4th slot picks for all of my 7th. Um you just And hold on, let's add I also got in the 2018 NFL NBA extension draft in the auction from you. And and I got $1 for the 2018 NFL season fab waivers.
1: Yeah, I mean, you just preferred the seventh (laughs) pick to the fourth pick, but I said it's insane. (laughs) Like, I didn't even let you do four for seven. I made, actually, I I made myself throw a couple things in.
2: Well, honestly, the reason I wanted seven instead of four is because I wanted the decision made for me because I knew I was going to take one of the top four basketball guys. Yeah. Who and I wasn't sure which. Four
1: basketball guys? Say it again? Well, other than Harden and Westbrook, who do you view as the other top two top guys?
2: Giannis and Kat.
1: Okay, fine. So I ended up taking Carl Anthony Towns over Giannis, who's the star of my... Uh, I know no one's interested in... Like, now we're talking about the basketball league, but maybe this is mildly interesting, but no one cares about my current fantasy basketball draft, which is also insane that we're drafting for next year's fantasy football and basketball while my... Basketball, league yeah. Just so finals. people
2: realize, the draft we're doing right now in March of 2017. Yeah, the basketball players, their first time they will become relevant is in a season following the season which is currently being played.
1: Yes, November first. Yeah, they're not. They're yeah. still. I'm in the in the playoffs in one league, and I'm drafting for next year already in the other.
2: But we draft but, everybody together, and then you can do interplayer, interleague trades. Interleague obviously.
1: Interleague trades, yeah. I, I, in when the league this is based off of, like the Jonah Carey, Cousin Sal, Dave Dameshek league. I think the first trade was like Noah Syndergaard for. Like, some NBA player. Like, you know, you're going to have... Or Antonio Brown or some, You know, you're going to have uh, a lot of interplayer uh, trades, hopefully. Um, so then I pick Carl Anthony Towns. The next pick is Mike Trout, which I think is a good pick. Uh, then uh, Anthony Davis goes six. You pick Giannis 7th, which is a pretty good value. I also like the fact that he can play any position. Yeah, G- right now Giannis is eligible at every position but center. Uh, you know, he could get so good that, like, Giannis... It wouldn't surprise me if Giannis averaged like 35 and 15 and 6 assists and 2 blocks and 2 steals next year. Like, it wouldn't surprise anybody. Um, Mookie Betts went 8th. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, that's a pretty decent value, goes 9. And then John Wall goes 10. That guy picked John Wall and Isaiah Thomas. He's buying very high on Isaiah Thomas. but Isaiah Thomas, that was... That well, here's the thing about Isaiah Thomas is he is such a good free-throw shooter and he gets to the line so much. That his
2: free throw value is Steph Curry's three point value if you look at it. Yeah, but there's no chance that he's ever repeating the season ever again. Yeah, First of all, right. there's at least a fifty percent chance team. he's traded in the offseason. Right, right. If they get a point guard, I think they they probably look to trade him. But he could you know, he could go to I don't know, Houston and even be even better. Who knows? I think I think the best case scenario for Isaiah Thomas is sort of like what Steph Curry went from you know, last year Steph Curry was insane and scored thirty points a game, and this year he's back to sort of his his career plateau, which is still, you know, twenty four and seven, but mm-hmm. it's not thirty one and eight or whatever. Um, you know, Isaiah Thomas is not going to average thirty points a game or even twenty six points a game ever again. So that was a that was quite a reach in my You're opinion. You're probably right. And then uh, so Zeke goes Although Lees uh, least went basketball I mean his five of his first six picks were basketball. So he'll I have a great smart. basketball team regardless.
1: That's very yeah he had Wall, Thomas, Demarcus Cousins, uh, DeAndre Jordan, which was a little early for DeAndre Jordan, and then Draymond. Um
2: yeah, he's got he's got solid uh, teams. Did anybody punt anything? Well, the guy who picked right before him did not take a basketball player until the thirteenth round when he took an Otto Porter Jr.
1: Yeah, and also like the way we score it, like normally you score like ten, nine, eight, <laughs> seven, 6, five, four, three, two, one. The basketball team is based on right. Otto Porter Jr. <laughs> but since Chester's a lunatic, Chester insisted that we do sort of like coefficient scoring, or I don't know, I don't know if you'd have a better math word. For it's it's it. relative scoring. It's relative based on a scoring. curve. So yeah, so if you if you win every category, let's say in baseball, where everything's 10 through 1 and there's 10 categories, you would get 100. Um, but then the second-place score team, if they had like 62, they wouldn't get, they wouldn't get a 9. The, the, the 100 would be, get a 10. But
2: the second-place team with 62 wouldn't get a 9. they get a 6.2. Yeah, I think the place this really makes an impact, though, is at the bottom. Because yeah. nobody's going to get a 1 or 2 or a 3. Except this this basketball team might get a one or a two or three. Yeah, so Rosenberg's basketball team, yeah, he, he might be so bad in basketball that it prevents him from competing for the – so the overall championship will go to the person who has the best performance across all six leagues, meaning baseball, football, basketball, both in uh, 2017 and 2018.
1: Yeah, and if you – there is a, a little bit of money for winning each league, but you'd have yeah. to win a league twice or two different – two of the six leagues just to get your money back, so – you know, and obviously, yeah, you, you're right. If you come and in, the that, law, that's
2: not what you're playing for. You're playing for the ultimate trophy. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, uh, yes. Anyone who's just playing to win a sport, I think that's. Uh, that, yeah, you know. I, you know, we we I of all, do the playoffs of- in the sports that you know, I mean, unless you just dominate baseball, like you you have to win and then get lucky to win the money because the the yeah. money comes from playoffs. Even though we're insane and we separated the playoffs from the standing, yeah. so the points go to the regular season winner. But the money goes to the playoffs, which I'm sure nobody even the league even knows because it's very confusing.
2: I, I have a We're friend living. who so we do NFL wins pool, which is you know the thing Bill Simmons introduced a few years ago where, you know, every ten people draft the thirty teams thirty teams in the league and just add up how many wins you get over the course of the season. And the way I like to do a lot of my pools is I give last place their money back out of sympathy. And, and so, I, you know, this is a league with ten people, it's like twenty bucks each. So the winner gets two hundred bucks, not you know, not the biggest windfall in the world, and then the loser gets his $20 back, and I actually changed it after this guy this this one year. He made such a terrible draft, and I said, what are you doing? And he said, well, once I realized in the draft I got, like, the eighth pick, I thought it was really bad, so I decided to just go for last place. And I'm like, so your goal is to lock up Did he lock getting up? back your money five months later? I mean, I later? at
1: a certain point it's like, is it a sunk cost? I could do it. Did he That's idiotic. Like, why are you doing this?
2: Did like, he get his money back? No. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> he took some team in, like, the 26th pick that ended up going 11-5 or something That's accidentally. <laughs> So. <laughs> is there any Literally. other team
1: is there any other team you see that's like really good or really bad in a particular sport um, I mean read, I haven't, look. While you think? I'll read Mo- Moro's basketball team is Seth yeah. Curry Lou Williams, Otto Porter Jr who by the way is going to be very good Mello, and again you're getting Melo like in two years you're getting Melo when he's like 35 and probably out of the league um, Miles Turner, Jaleel Okafor Chris Dunn, a lot of these guys don't start on their teams uh, yes. Robert Covington who's underrated Gallinari and Mar- Malcolm Brogdon on the Bucks, who actually is probably going to be pretty good soon.
2: By comparison, just like compare that to like your basketball team so people understand how bad that is.
1: Okay, so my team is Steph Curry. That's better than Steph Curry. <laughs> um, Gary Harris, Paul George, Rudy Gay, Carl Anthony Towns, Nikola Vucicic, probably like the most underrated player in the NBA, uh, Kyle Lowry, Harrison Barnes, Jeff Teague, Dennis Schroeder, Joel Embiid on the bench. Uh, he averages like 24-15 when he's healthy. Uh, Reggie Jackson and uh, Rishon Holmes.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, so Morrow might be in trouble in basketball. Might we'll be in see. trouble.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of 8-0s. Um, like
2: that's a Morty, lot of conversation about a league that 10 people are in.
1: Yeah, but listen, maybe it's interesting to somebody.
2: Morty – Yeah, I mean uh, you, 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 t- you tweeted out the link to our draft. We were drafting on a Google Doc, and we got quite a few viewers actually beyond just – we had more than 10 viewers. So, um,
1: What's it called? Um, uh, Morty, who's in the league, he's in my basketball league this year, and he had never played basketball before, so it was a big learning curve for him. So he didn't, he didn't do well. Uh, his team, you know, he, uh, in the auction, and so every week at the beginning, of the year, he ended up picking it up as it went by, but like, every week people were beating him 8 nothing. that's, you know, we play out of 8 categories, points, steals, rebounds, assists, blocks, field goal percentage, free throw percentage, and threes, so like, that's what's going to be tomorrow, he's going to lose 8 nothing almost every week, and then if you yeah. don't beat, if you're the team that doesn't beat him 8 nothing, it's like a big disadvantage for you. Yeah. Because you know you got to make the playoffs, and, and also it's like I think my team is good, but it's really out of like nine point one teams in basketball, which makes it worse. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. um, it's one person. Yeah, football. We both had the same strategy, which was not really. We basically ignored running backs the entire draft. I picked one. You picked zero for like the.
2: First and there's first a very draft. simple reason for this because we're drafting right now for a, before the NFL draft, before free is over. We don't know half the teams who their starting running backs are going to be. It's true. So unless like, you're getting one of the top eight or ten guys, yeah, it, there's really no reason to waste the pick on a running back. I thought because you have no idea who's going to be starting in week one. You don't, you know, you don't know who's going to be on a team. Who you have no idea who's going to draft Leonard Fournette or you know. So.
1: Yeah, um, my football team is one of the weakest for sure, and it's definitely my weak link. But I mean, I have Luck and Winston as my two QBs, so that's not bad. I uh, we'll have Aaron Rodgers and Cam Newton. So. Right, and Ajay is Ajayi is is my the only running back on my roster at, at this point. The problem at this point is there's 12 rounds left, but, like, I don't even have 12 guys I wanted. I mean, I have a lot of guys in the NBA I would, I would draft, but you only have a few spots. But there aren't, like, that many draftable guys left, to be honest.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, so as you said, yeah, I took no running back, and then I piled up. I took four running backs in the last couple, in the last four or five picks. But they're all guys who, you know, I just want one or two of them to hit. So it's guys like Bilal Powell and Ty Montgomery and Paul Perkins well, Powell,
1: and Bill Dula. Unless the Jets draft a running back in the first or second round, Powell's going to start opening day, so that might be a real steal. Um, yeah, I mean, Matt Forte's, Forte's still on the team for some ago. reason. Uh, I, mean, he, I mean, Powell's not exactly young. He's to- He's turning
2: 29 this year.
1: He's not young, but he has no mileage on him, and he yeah. really turned it on at the end of last year. Look, his last four games, he was basically 100 years yeah, I mean, that's what they said
2: about Justin Forsett after he had that breakout year in Baltimore. Yeah, but listen, I, I, am
1: conf- I am confident. Listen, Forte's still Forte. I think they're going to flip it this year, and Forte's going to be more of a third-round back because Forte's a better receiver, obviously, than Bilal Powell.
2: But well, but Powell actually played more third downs last year, and had more catches, and yeah, well, frankly, I'm saying for going to a Jets team play. that's going to be losing every game big, I'd rather have the guy playing, you know, in their hurry-up offense and their third downs because they're going to have a lot more of that than they have, you know, traditional running the ball in first and second. That's down.
1: true. That's true. But I mean, and also, Jets so like, are going
2: to be losing a lot of games twenty to three early right. on. Also,
1: like if you're if you're a you know if you're a one and fifteen team, you really need two third-year backs. That's really that's who you should be pounding yeah. the ball to. <laughs> Uh, really two guys no who sense, like yeah. won't
2: be Wienerker. You haven't drafted a catcher yet. Uh, when are you gonna add one of those? I
1: think I think fifty eighth. I, I by the way, I might. I don't have to draft catcher, so I might not. I'm, I don't. Yeah. You, look, there, you, you know, mean, you, so can, you can ones. add one in the week, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I right, I could because I could also like DL. This is now this is very technical, but you could DL somebody else yeah. and, and then catch. So I. Yeah. I, 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 I Let well, me that ask you a
2: question. question. L- uh, no one else will hear this before. You know, your pick is before mine. Your next pick. So who's your next pick gonna be?
1: Oh, give me a sneak preview. Huh. Five people away. My next pick, I think maybe Corey Dickerson on the Rays. I think he might lead off for them. Steals? He, no, yeah. he, he's like 27 homers and like 235, one of those guys. There's a million of them. But uh, it's nice yeah. to have a guy in your bench. Like, if you give him 500 bats, it kills your batting average. But if he's your, like, sixth or seventh outfielder, um, then you're doing okay. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just no good football players left. There's really, there's, yeah. you know, it's there's really, like, no, there's nobody good left. There aren't 12.
2: By the way, you were talking about people punting their teams. There's one guy who only has one quarterback on his roster, and it's Tony Romo, who <laughs>
1: might not play ever again at the end. Right. Other. It, well, he might be on since CBS we're a Football next. podcast, like, you know, the Broncos basically said yesterday they don't want Romo. Now, they could still be, like, lying and playing this up.
2: Yeah. I don't know. So ESPN had a report, I think it was Shefty or one of the guys, said that he's either going to be on Houston or he's going to be on CBS. I still think Denver's involved. I don't know why they wouldn't be. Denver makes the most sense. Yeah, let Simeon and and Lynch sit for you. I mean, look, Houston made that trade, the Osweiler trade. There was only one reason to do that, which is to create the space for Romo. Yeah, I think they're just dancing. I I think Dallas wants a pick. Dallas has no
1: football incentive to cut Romo. Uh, The fact that they're like best friends or were before this whole thing, like it's it's, it's a tricky situation. But I agree. I I think – but here's the thing. Rumble on the Texans doesn't mean, like, we, we talk, you know, you talk about in football. Oh, for about, fantasy,
2: yeah, he won't be great. I agree.
1: Even if he plays well, even if he's a good
2: quarterback. And stays healthy.
1: Yeah, the, like, he's not, he's playing top 16 10 games guy. is so crucial for for in a two QB league for your QBs. Pl- you know, like, that's why, like, I have Flacco. Like, Flacco stinks, but at least you know he'll be there, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but in that
2: guy's defense, there's still starting quarterbacks available. You know, Jared Goff and Josh McCown. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I'm Brian Hoyer. Is that, by the way, if your team yeah. we're up to pick like 400 and you know 60 something. If your team has not had their QB selected yet, and your team only had their QB selected very recently, um, it, it's not, probably not going to be a good year. Like if you're the Niners and Brian Hoyer's still out there in a two QB league mm-hmm. and pick 460, and you're the Jets with uh, Hackenberg and with McCown, and uh, you're, you know you're the Rams with Jared. Jack- I mean, the Rams pick Jared Goff first overall. And Jared Goff is, like, unplayable. I, You know, it's really going to become a big thing this year. Like, Jamarcus Russell was a bust, but I, I don't know how quickly we knew for sure he was a bust. Like, he came in and, like, his first couple of games, he was he was bombing the ball, like, 75 yards without sweating, you know? He had some, yeah. like, demonstrable football ability, even though he stunk. Jared Goff, you know, is basically DOA, it seems like.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I think we got to give him one more year before we make it. Oh, I that mean, early. listen, obviously. It like, wasn't I, Ryan Leaf. Like, no, his rookie season it, wasn't it, good, but he well, wasn't wor- historic. He was terrible. Probably worse than Ryan Leaf. Um, I mean, was he worse than Troy Aikman his rookie year in Dallas when they went 1 15?
1: He was really bad. Look at his numbers. Yeah. Like, they're pretty frightening. Um, Goff, their line is better. So, yeah, obviously, you played Goff all 16 games this year. But um, are, you, are, you, are you excited for the Raiders to be in Vegas? Do you think that's like a fun. Like, what if the Vikings play at the Raiders, which obviously only happens once every eight years, so I don't know when it's happening next, but that would be like a fun road trip, no? Like, the Jets play at the Raiders, and you go to Vegas
2: for a game? Well, this is the issue, and you've never been to Vegas, so you don't know this, but everything in Vegas is—I'll give you an example. The first time I was in Vegas, we were staying at the MGM, and there was an NHL preseason game being played there at the MGM Arena, which is where they have, like, big boxing matches and stuff, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know what the ordinary ticket prices are for an NHL preseason game, but for this game in Las Vegas, I remember, and this is in 2004, 2005, whatever it was, I, I remember because we were at the box office buying tickets for something else, the cheapest tickets available, like the starting price was $75 a ticket, right? Mm. Everything in Vegas shows is way too expensive because the sort of the idea is people go to Vegas specifically to see shows. So you go to Vegas, you're like, oh yeah, let's see an NHL spring uh, preseason game, even though you would never see that in your home city, and if you wanted to, you could see it for 10 bucks yeah so what I'm saying is I'd rather go to Oakland, where there's like where one of like the fun things to do is to watch the game, plus you do other stuff and you can get the seats for uh, whatever normal football price is, whereas you go to Vegas there's a thousand other things to do, so do you really want to go to the game so you're oh, by go, the way like, you're the gonna spend there,
1: you're gonna go to Vegas but not go to the Vikings game got
2: it you're gonna spend four hundred dollars a ticket so yeah i i I don't think this is going to attract uh you know. Too many more. Look, already there's, there's tourists going to Vegas. I don't know how many more tourists are going to go just because of this team.
1: No, I don't but think we'll any
2: Other than other than people literally
1: going to the game. Yeah. Well, we'll see. All
2: right, should we uh, should we jump into the Sweet Sixteen of the Greatest American Athlete of All Time bracket? Uh, yeah. Do you have a, a, a what's the worst pick in the, in the draft and what's the best pick so far? Well, <laughs> I think I already trashed on Isaiah Thomas. I, I just thought taking That's Isaiah not the worst Thomas pick
1: because I, Isaiah Thomas, you I think you're underrating – Free throws are are a percentage, right? But if you take twelve free throws a game, like you're just contributing so much to the percentage that he's like so dominant in that. Yeah, but that he's order. not. I don't. I don't think he's going to take that many free well, throws ever again. Okay, fine. I think the worst pick is Adrian Peterson. He went way too early.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so I'm seeing Adrian Peterson went in the seventeenth round. Yeah, he should gone in the like thirty fifth or fortieth round at best. The same guy also took Legarrette Blunt in the twenty seventh round. To me, Legarrette Blunt's worse because Peterson, in theory can join a contending team and be their like main right, back. He might be a starter. I mean he probably won't even pl- the problem is he has to find the team,
1: become the starter, and then be good. Because like Peterson last year was so bad it didn't matter that he was getting wrecked.
2: Yeah, well let's put it this way. Adrian Peterson went in the seventeenth round. Tony Romo, who I think is a somewhat similar situation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Went in the thirty in the thirty eighth round.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably more appropriate for him.
2: Yeah, but Blunt, um The problem with Blunt is that he had seven. Look, I had Blunt last year in fantasy. He had 17 touchdowns. He was great. But his only value was the fact that he was getting so many touchdowns because he was on the Patriots' tremendous offense and he was getting them out the one yard line all the time. He he never makes receptions, and this is a half point per reception league. All he's doing is scoring touchdowns, and right now he's not even on a team. So he has to join a team. He has to become their main goal line back. You know, Mm -hmm. like there's just a lot of what ifs there for him to be. For him to even be ownable on your bench, let alone to be taken in the 27th round. Yeah, I'm trying
1: to see if, like, a real steal off the top of my head. I can only see... Uh, Morty got um, uh, a chapman in the 19th round. No closers went... Like, I, we all knew there would that be That was a the first closer. closer. Yeah, yeah, it was the first closer, but it was really late for it. So I think that's actually a really good value. Um, yeah, and then any, any Met is, is a terrible value, obviously.
2: <laughs> oh, we, we wanted to take Syndergaard for a while. We kept eyeing him. Yeah, Nobody Syndergaard's the only Met on I, would, I would trust. The Mets,
1: the Mets actually have eight guys being drafted in fantasy baseball without a catcher. So they have eight guys for seven spots. It's interesting. Michael Conforto hit like 1,500, OPS like
2: 1,500 in AAA last year. Oh, we did take Syndergaard. We took Syndergaard in the seventh round. Whoops.
1: They're they're talking about sending (laughs) Conforto back down. If they send Conforto, if the Mets send Conforto back down to AAA, which I think they won't now because Juan Ligares just got hurt, but if they do, uh, Scott Boris will actually
2: burn down Citi Field. Well, um, Jake Larson has three Mets. He has DeGrom, he has Familia, who's not even playing to start the season, and he has Matt Harvey, who, who knows what he's doing. Right, so, yeah, and he also I mean, has like eight Cubs, uh, Jake Larson. Anyone who ever played for the yeah. Cubs is on Larson's. Well, I took a lot of Cubs and Red Sox, just especially at pitchers, just because you know you're getting wins and saves. there. Are
1: you more likely or less likely to draft a guy who's on your
2: favorite team? Traditionally, I'm much less likely. I really try and avoid them. Mm-hmm. In like because you know, if you I'm in a like
1: f- mixing it, business with pleasure,
2: yeah. If uh, I'm, I mean, I'm in a fantasy, fantasy football weird. league, for example, like I've never had Adrian Peterson. By the way, which
1: one's like, business? Which one's pleasure? You? Because in my mind, business is is the Jets and pleasure is fantasy football. Even though you make yeah.
2: money from fantasy football, and I yeah, I, because it's mostly pain being a fan. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. Business is, to me is yeah, the yeah. Game. So I see what you're saying. But in this league, for whatever reason, I've ended up with quite. A, I'm looking at we got Miguel Sano in round 23, which is probably a little bit too early. But I think by the way, the best pick in the homers. draft,
1: uh, me Joel Embiid, round 26. If he if he plays 60 games next year, he's you know he's like a third round pick.
2: And, and then we got Brandon Kinsler, the Twins closer, who I did not want to take, but my co-owner insisted we take him because he said we needed saves. And then we got uh, Sam Bradford, who I did want to make a trade on the part.
1: podcast? I, I know you can't really trade during the draft, but I, I do have uh, five or six closers if you want. One.
2: Well, I mean, we have three very good closers before Kinsler. We have, oh, you do? We okay. have three guys who are projected to get 46. Uh, there's got our like, fourth. Th-
1: then there has to be like two teams that have no closers.
2: Yeah, we have way de- – well, there's one team who literally has not drafted a closer yet.
1: Who has no relief pitchers?
2: Least tr- Least – uh, least the same guy with all the basketball guys, mm-hmm. has, does not have a single relief pitcher. On now,
1: I should add, in this is a daily, like an insane daily pickup league. So if you're like first to the waiver wire for closers, and we try, yeah. we, you and I spent a lot of time trying to like come up with rules. But it, like every rule was like foolproof and you lawyered them out. So the, like if you just like sit on the waiver wire all day and there's like Twitter accounts that like tell you when closers get hurt, like you could yeah. just pick them up when, when like, you know, you know, uh, whoever gets hurt. You know, Alex yeah, he has eight first. starting
2: pitchers, at least, but only uh, uh no, no relievers yet. So yeah, he might have to make a trade or be very active on waivers.
1: All right, yeah, but anyway, it was fun. Would you do this again?
2: <laughs> we're not even done. We're only in round well, 46. we literally
1: didn't start, I would argue, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> other than we're midway through the draft. But yeah, the draft
2: like... is fun, but the real crazy excitement comes with the trades, and I, I don't know how that's going to work, but we'll see. I mean I the think most is, of the this people
1: is, are nuts. Like people will definitely
2: The biggest challenge is this isn't a league with ten people who are all close and friends with no, each other no, have been nobody in really for
1: knows years. each other. I've only met I've never met Larson, never met Ruben, obviously I know Morty. Um I, I I've never met Levin, although I know him from the pools. Never don't know Google Patrick at all. You and Cantor, I know. Uh Rosenberg and Hagler I know, but the other two teams I don't know. So I, I've never met like seven of the ten teams in the league. Um I'll respond and talk to anybody about trades, but I do think you're right. I think People are hesitant to. It definitely lessens the
2: trash talk, but that doesn't bother me. I'm not so super into the trash talk. Um, but yeah, it, I've tried to get the trash talk going a little bit. And although you've done it on this podcast, I don't know if we're going to share this with, the, with our. With yeah, our league, we'll but... tell them. I know I haven't
1: trashed like i just I, I don't th- you know I haven't trashed anybody other than yeah. like one or two picks that weren't great. Um, yeah. I to me the to me the um, it, it go you know how many like I've been in leagues where nobody knows each other and there are no trades even though like every owner is very active. I think you have to, like, break down, you know, like, if you're willing to trade, you'll just offer 10 trades a day, and, and I think everyone will respond. The problem is when you have someone who doesn't respond to trades, if you have more than one of those people, it becomes very hard to trade because, like, there are guys you well, really
2: the want. other no, Well, the, pro- the problem, I think, is when you have these, like, you, there's three guys who all know each other and nobody else, and the problem is if they only trade amongst each other. Well, that's I think that problem. happens
1: in leagues. I think that – and it's not a big deal as long as the trades are fair, which I'm sure they will be. I just don't – I you know, I don't – Well, I think that's bad for the league. Yeah, so it, it's, it is it, bad, but I also think – This is a very serious league with, like... It's better that people don't trade at all. Yeah, I I think this is, like, the people in this league, like, everyone's drafted at least 48 picks already. Like, the people in this league are so insane that they're going to... Also, like, one problem is, like, you've never played fantasy baseball. A bunch of people here have never played fantasy baseball. Like, I'm a lunatic who plays all three. Um, But I I do think that, you know, I'm not sure people, like, totally get the values of of every... of, Of, like, all three sports. But...
2: Well, how to value guys across sport is where it gets interesting, and I think that's where the interesting trades will come. Right, out. like how
1: about this? So you have like a quarter – like there's a quarterback left, and, and this is a two QB league, so like QBs are very valuable, especially when you get the bye weeks, right, where the, some weeks there's only 26 QBs going. Um, like if you have a Josh McCown, he's useless in week one, but in week six, someone might need him to be a starter for like a week or two in a row. If they And ask.
2: there can be a situation where somebody will trade like Ryan Tannehill for like a Noah Syndergaard. Because they'll be in a desperate situation. Right, right, right. I'm saying right. So, like, if you... I don't think anyone
1: re- really has done this, but if you hoard quarterbacks, then you, like, you might be able to get a lot of value out of them, which is something I know, but I also haven't committed to actually doing. And, like, the yeah. quarterbacks left are so bad that...
2: I mean, that's more true in a 12-person two-quarterback league, which yeah. is
1: really my ideal fantasy. Right, and, that, football, and we both play in... I play in a league based off your league. Uh, yes. That basically has the same rules. And that's... that. Although, in my league, you're allowed to play a not... The second QB is a flex, so... In theory, like for that one week, you could just play a third running back in um, your league. Also, you play, you have one extra spot. So you.
2: By the way, we had tons of people want to join this league. You cut it off at ten. You said five hundred and eighty picks was enough. I wanted now, to go I cut off at ten only because I knew the draft would be too long. And... I mean, yeah, we would have had six hundred picks I mean, listen, instead of five hundred eighty. Like,
1: there's very few <laughs> things I'm good at, but I, I have like a pretty good idea of of how these things go, and I just knew. We, we so we all got together. Not we got together online in a chat room on Saturday night, and we did the draft. And I knew we wouldn't finish, but I thought maybe we could do forty rounds, and it went really quickly. There was really no hang-ups, and we only did twenty-nine rounds out of fifty-eight, literally exactly half the draft, two hundred ninety picks. So, uh, you know, if I did this again, I would say we'd have to we'd have to commit to two nights. But uh, yeah, I, yeah. I mean,
2: I think if people wanted wanted to like make a copycat league, the ideal scenario would be where you all get together in person over yes. a weekend. Yeah, if, you if I know, as I said, if we New were York. all twenty-five, we all go to Vegas, and then you draft. You know over all day Saturday for like 10 hours yeah, or whatever. Be 25 like
1: if I lived in New York we could have done this or we could have gone to Vegas or something I don't know if your wife would have Well, I
2: mean how many people
1: live in New York in this draft it's it's me well, I would have fa- we might have had to find different people or told yeah. people to fly in yeah i I, I only I think there's we only two very easily league. put together a league of only New Yorkers is what I'm saying yes we, yes we could have yes yes we could have put together like I could could have done five of these leagues if I had time I mean can you imagine doing two of these drafts at once that would be thing. <laughs> <laughs> like I did think about it for a second because there were we got we got so many people we had like 31 people asked to be in the league uh, like the
2: first day and um, you know my I don't goal be- for this league is that this league becomes so successful if and if it does I will quit all my other leagues I will quit the AIFFL the league that I've been a commissioner for 15 no, years. no I don't think I
1: think you could do two I think you could do you do one fantasy football league in this I think it's reasonable
2: you don't do any other baseball or basketball yeah but I'm saying the goal is for this to become like you know but we'll see how it goes
1: I mean I'm I'm. I'm going to take it seriously. I do think another problem is, like, right now, everyone should be taking it seriously. Oh, I and mean, Right now, it's essentially just the fantasy baseball league after the draft for the next six months.
2: Yeah, how do you get people to take it seriously for two years? Right, the, the problem is, like, someone will yeah, like you'll be able to
1: tell. At some point during the NBA season, there will be someone who is, like, bottom three in all three leagues. It's like, all right, you, you know, unless they win, unless they somehow turn around and win, you know, all three leagues next year, like, they're not going to finish in the money. And then it's like, how do you get them to be motivated to, you know...
2: Still, be. I playing. mean, yeah, it's personal pride. But again, but we don't all know. It's easier when you know each other. When you're friends, you know, when you can, you know, right. And know, like, it's, it's money. People paid a bunch of money, but but like, it's a sunk cost. So I
1: don't know if that's going to really.
2: If I were me. to put the over, well, first of all, if I were to ask you at the end of this two years, I also would have made it more money.
1: I would, I would have made this more money
2: at the end of the two years of this league. If you had to guess right now, will this league then continue starting in 2019?
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. Just maybe. Okay. Not.
2: So then my next question is, if I said the over-under 6.5 of the 10 people in this league, how many will be in in the next version of the league in 2019? Probably
1: on Probably on I'm sure you'll scare half them away by, by, <laughs> by like, April.
2: Which you're gonna I
1: mean, you're yeah. going to be the heel. I'm sure you already are. But, like, you're the heel of the league. And I I just want... Well, that's I, what I've been trying to do. I mean, I've, I've you know, right. I've well, been... I think also it, our know, dynamic... In the draft, with the most, I've been trying to rile people up. Yeah. Our dynamic with the pools is, like, I'm the good cop and you're the bad
2: cop. Like, I want everyone to be happy and... Well, I want people to be happy also, but I want people to be engaged. I don't, I don't like wallflowers. Got to get in the game. Mm, okay. You know, we talked to Momoro, for example, who uh, joined my fantasy football league last year. Mm-hmm. And just depending on your perspective about the purpose of a fantasy football league, he's, a, he's either the worst person to have joined your league or I wouldn't say the best, but very, very good. Why? And even though I find you him – talk a lot of trash? Even, I mean, he's completely obnoxious and arrogant, Come on. <laughs> but that made it good. That made it entertaining, honestly. I made a bet with him, which it was an absurd bet for him to make, although you know he ended up winning it, but it's about process, not results. And um, But the stakes of our bet was that the loser would have to take the SATs in May of 2017, and I lost that bet, so I will be taking the SATs. Oh, you have to go to a high school? I have to go to a – first of all, I'm taking the test on a Sunday. I have to get a letter oh, you, from my rabbi. You,
1: no way. I oh, right, submit you have to the take, letter. get a letter because you have to take it on Sunday, which we all did, everyone in our... And then I have to
2: go sit there with a bunch of 16-year-olds did for eight tell hours, it? take
1: did the SATs,
2: and then I have to publicize the results. Oh, my God.
1: What do you think you're going to do? What, does, are you counting the other 800? I used to be an SAT tutor, but I... I, um... I mean, I will definitely do
2: worse than I did in high school, so I'm not going to study
1: for this thing. I mean, you know... I don't know how, I don't know how much it's changed in the last, like, decade.
2: Uh, well, it's 800 math, 800 verbal, yeah. I don't know what the other section, the writing section is or something. Mm-hmm. So if I had to guess what I'm going to get out of 2400 yeah, I don't know uh, 2,000 maybe I've, I don't know I don't know I don't, I don't know even know
1: that's sure. a good score honestly so uh, we're, we're the 1600 <laughs> generation, so I, like that might be yeah. great, that might be bad. And this is such a stupid bet why you took it on is insane. like the only way I would take on half to take a test, did you get the letter from your rabbi already?
2: No because so th- this is why the SATs are annoying. You cannot register for the SAT online if you're not taking it on a Saturday. You
1: have to. We don't take tests on Saturday, so they have a special test for on Sunday too. But but
2: but they don't let you apply online. You have to get you have to submit a written application, which you can only pick up from your high school admissions um, guidance counselor, which I don't have. By the way, we got
1: (laughs) we got a we got a Jared Jerome said someone told him that it's weird that we explain the non orthodox things, and like
2: I don't know how many ninety five percent of our listeners
1: are not orthodox.
2: Like he assumed that like it's just like our four friends listening. Like none of out. our – so the funny thing about the listenership of this podcast is none of our friends listened for the first year and a half. It was oh, none just of our like,
1: friends still listen now. I mean you don't have any friends, so I don't know who would listen. But
2: yeah, well, no, but, no, but I, I – I, in the last like four or five months, I've heard from a lot yes, of friends yes, who a listen. A lot more
1: people we know have started to listen now. The yeah, first it's, it's, it not was not ironic. It started with
2: people, people we don't know and then it went to people we know, which is reversible, you would think. Sure. Yes, I agree. Yeah, um, Yeah, but anyway,
1: let's so, that, let's so, yeah,
2: so I have to so – I, so I had to find a friend who works at a high school. He picked up a copy of the application form for me. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I, I told my rabbi why I'm doing it. He rolled his eyes and left, whatever. I
1: yeah, mean, so the way, so the I way it works for people know is I when you want like, to take oh, a I test, don't don't
2: do when you want to take an SAT or any standardized test, not on a Saturday, what you have to do is submit a letter from your clergy member, whether mm. it's a rabbi or whatever other you know, faith you're a member of that yeah. pre- precludes you from Who taking it a on Saturday. If
1: you're a Scientologist.
2: Yeah. Yeah, which which explains why you cannot that, that that for religious reasons you cannot take this test on a Saturday. Although the letter will not explain why a thirty three year old man is taking the SATs, but that's another. Oh story. my God,
1: I yeah. um this is man I I mean I he'll never see it, but you just send it to Matthew Barry like he would definitely appreciate the yeah. Like between the between the taking the SAT test and sending the letter, if you take a picture like a selfie of yourself saying like, you know lost my fantasy football league.
2: I'm I- sure you're not allowed to take selfies at the S- at, while taking the test. What's gonna to happen? Right? They're gonna like you're not gonna
1: get into college. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, what happens if I cheat if I get they're not going to
1: let you in they're going to think you're a pedophile I mean correctly they'll probably just check and see but um, I, it's going to be insane I didn't want to yeah. go I, like I barely wanted it I didn't even I don't, like I was going to take the SAT a second time and it was during a Jets-Colts game or like you know because again it's, we took him on Sunday it would have been we would have like been late for the tailgate so I didn't do it <laughs> like you're taking like that and then I had to take it you know like you want to get into college you're taking it oh, this is so stupid yeah. Again, I mean, so I'm I, on the other side of the bet. Like I, that he had to take the SATs. Yeah, the loser would have to take oh, the SATs. I would only do it if, like, if I lose, I take the SATs. But if you lose, I get like, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in a boat. Like there's yeah. like that's not nearly worth it enough to me. Like just to be clear, at, no the time, I, at the like, time I made this bet, I thought the
2: chance said. my chance of losing was like ten percent. Like it was a it was it was a dumb bet for him to take. I thought and I, I mean, still think. I don't
1: know. Just uh, listen. I once I again I got into a Twitter argument two years ago with a Twitter egg what about Trump. About yeah. Trump, and I said, "Do you want to bet hundred thousand dollars that Trump won't be president?" And yeah, she so, said, exactly. "I don't like I don't know how to bet. I don't know who you are." And she was an egg. Um, but I I one hundred percent would have done it. I even like argued with my wife. Like, if I could do it or not. And she said no. And I'm like, you realize his odds are like, oh, 1% according to Nate Silver. And she's like, who's Nate Silver? I don't follow the news. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. I love when people say that. Um, anyway, let's quickly. It, always, it
2: always annoys me. Wow. It's not that people haven't heard of somebody. It's that they act as if I'm the weird one for knowing who that person is. People say like, I'm very
1: like, obnoxious. Like when I mention Louis CK
2: and you, yes. don't Louis yes. you don't know who Louis CK is, I'm not going to say you don't know who Louis CK is. I want you to acknowledge that yes. Louis CK is a very famous comedian and that yes. I'm not no, weird for knowing too.
1: that. You know why? Cuz we are nerds who live on the internet all day and I feel like most people don't know who Louis CK is and most people like don't know who Nate Silver is and like they're
2: the normal ones and we're like the elites. Yeah. Well, like you people. brought up like the you brought up Trump like, you know, if you if you were a person on Twitter, it was impossible not to know about like you know the insane levels of anti-Semitism directed like particularly a journalist, but anybody who was identifiably Jewish mm. on Twitter and said anything mildly critical of Trump. If you were in the real world, that wasn't a thing that exists. Now after the election, you know it started with like a lot of like the desecration of Jewish cemeteries and stuff, which which may or may not have any connection with him. We don't know, but. Um, like, but it was entirely a Twitter phenomenon, and it was it was entirely if 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 you if it mattered to you it was simply a function of whether you're on the internet or not. So journalists are all on Twitter, so for them it was a big deal, but for the average person it was like not even a story that they were aware of. Yeah. So if you don't live on the internet, you're living in a completely different world than people who are.
1: Yeah, and maybe they're right, and we're wrong. Or. By the way.
2: Yeah. Oh. Maybe oh, I'm sure they the are. Best. Yeah. No.
1: Okay. Let's keep yeah. going.
2: <laughs> let's go. All right. Okay, so yeah, so the, we're 37 minutes in. It's time to turn to the uh, Sweet yeah, 16 let's let's of Let's do this quickly. We set it up. We
1: sent out a poll to everyone. We're going to count the poll as canon, right? The the, the listeners is it? Do they uh, have what, one vote or or do they or they do they have, have?
2: They will they will be canon unless the two of us unanimously disagree with them. So okay, in other words, fine. they're one out of three votes. They're
1: one out of three votes. All okay. right, so quickly, let's okay. do it.
2: And I and I do disagree with them on a few of these, pretty passionately. Okay.
1: okay. Number
2: one. First one we have Tom Brady against Ted Williams. Do you want to guess how the listeners went?
1: I The listeners definitely went with the more recent people on every single one.
2: Tom Brady. Yeah, so Tom Brady won 57 to 43. Okay. This is why this annoys me. We're not judging best career. We're judging best athlete. It's not who was the most successful. It's who was the greatest. And there's a difference between being successful and being great. Right. So you have so Ted like, Williams? Yeah, and to me, it's not even close. Like, yeah, I have Ted you know, like, if I have Ted Williams. Okay, good. All right, fine. So, so I don't even need to give my argument. But, like, you know, my, my wife – I remember, like when there was discussions of healthcare, and they were talking about how, like you, 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 you outcome—it's yeah. outcome dependent, and so based basically on, on how well patients' outcomes are—is how doctors are rewarded. And my wife said that's really stupid because the best doctors get the hardest cases. So if you're a doctor and eighty percent of your patients die, it doesn't mean you're a worse doctor than somebody who's zero percent. And your, of your wife is the
1: best doctor, right? That's what you told me.
2: So all our patients die, yeah.
1: <laughs> but all, do all our patients die? <laughs> one time, one time, this isn't so funny, but for us, it's funny. Uh, we were doing a podcast and we were like making fun of Jen, and she was very upset because she had a patient die, and we were not being sensitive to her to her um, grieving or whatever or whatever doctors do when their patients die. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're bad people. I, the, I, I never had a pet growing up, and my oldest friend's dad was a veterinarian, and like one time he had to like tell someone over the phone, and I was right there that their pet died, and he was like so somber. And because I didn't know anything about pets, I thought it was literally insane. Because, like, to me, like, I didn't, I, like, now I know that, oh, the like.
2: Pet, the, pet, the pet people are going to get after you for that. Uh,
1: no, I just didn't know when I was a little kid. Now I totally get it. But I thought, yeah. I thought, no, the pet people, be- like, I've, I've been anti-dog for a while. So the pet people don't eat this anymore. But, I, 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 like, I didn't understand it. Like, it, it didn't make any sense to me. I thought just, like, animals were, like, because we had, like, cats run around. Because we always had a neighbor who fed cats. I always thought of, like, dogs and cats as nuisances. And I didn't realize, like you know, dog is a man's best friend. Like I, I just didn't know, like in our circles, nobody had dogs when we were kids, right? I mean, no, I don't agree with that. But I, people didn't coming from Europe, the, the, they the, viewed yeah, dogs a, as a, a stereotype. Yeah, there, yes, yeah. Our grandparents there, thought dogs were repulsive,
2: and then our well, parents dogs. The Germans used dogs to hunt out the Jews yeah, that they killed. Yeah, and then there, there's there's like a bad old Yiddish joke. About, like, two Jews who are, like, so assimilated. And so they meet each other on the bench. Oh, I like
1: the Ted Williams versus Tom Brady debate. We're talking about, like, the Holocaust. (laughs) All right, keep going.
2: So Wait, hold on. So the two Jews are arguing. They're trying to, like, one-up each other. Who's more assimilated? And so the one says, you know, like, you know, he goes to church every Sunday. And the other says, you know, he's a member of the country club or whatever. And then the the punchline of the joke, I'm just going to cut to the end, is the one wishes to the other, but I'm still afraid of dogs. So, yeah, like, traditionally, European Jews were afraid of dogs because they were used to hunt them. Right, and
1: then, like, most of our parents weren't interested, but now. Um, I mean, I grew in,
2: up with dogs. In the you know, suburbs, Jen, Jen had a dog. A bunch of my cousins have dogs. I don't know about that. My dad had a do- my dad had a dog growing up. You it's know.
1: definitely like it's definitely gone up. I mean, your takes on anything. I think because you grew up in Minnesota, your takes are always like a little off on these on these like uh, modern Orthodox Jews and things. But like, because again, the only
2: place that matters is New York and New Jersey. Um, yeah. and, All right. Anyway, so the voters were fifty seven forty three. Was pretty close, uh, mm-hmm. but we're going with the forty three. So yeah. Ted Williams advances. Tom Brady goodbye. Okay. And I voted against Tom Brady every round for the record. Okay. All right. The next one is even more offensive. It's uh, Willie Mays, uh, generally considered the uh, greatest baseball player who ever lived, mm-hmm. against Michael Phelps, the greatest swimmer who ever lived. But it's baseball versus swimming. Mm. Uh, this is an insanity. Uh, Michael Phelps, as you said, uh, you know, the more recent person is dominating this. Michael Phelps won 77 to 23. Oh,
1: my God. Uh, well, I got bad news for you. Michael Phelps, you're on to the quarterfinals. Yeah. I don't have a
2: problem with Michael Phelps being out of the quarterfinals, but beating the greatest baseball player of all time is ridiculous. Well,
1: he didn't beat the greatest baseball player. That guy's coming in a couple rounds.
2: All right. Okay. um, I'm talking about all around, you know, uh, defensively, offensively, et cetera. Do you count pitching uh, his defense? Because I know a guy who's pretty good at pitching. All right. We'll get to him. All right. Next, we have uh, Jim Thorpe against Barry Bonds. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is This is impossible. yeah, <laughs> Just, yeah. So here the odd. voters flipped the yeah. script, and and this is the first time I vo- I agree with the voters. Here the voters went with Thorpe fifty seven to forty three. Yeah,
1: it has to be Thorpe. And to me, Bonds like Bonds could beat almost anybody. Like you could argue Bonds over Ted Williams, although maybe you give Williams like extracurricular stuff. Here's, Here's my criticism, of Bonds. People hey, say how that they he was like such chess a chess as a sport, but flying a plane isn't.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean.
1: Like, if you count like yeah. plane flying, then Ted Williams probably is like he. This is but
2: this is what I want to know about Bonds. And it's true about him. It's true about Ricky Henderson. It's true about Ishiro, A few of these guys. If he was such a great defender, why did he never play center field? Yeah, it's a good question. Like, was he just not? um Was he not? um You like know, not like, fast enough. No, he was a forty forty. No, it he makes was no really sense. Fast enough.
1: Like, did they just have like a better guy in their system who was the center? Andy fielder Van Slyke was a good Pirates? center fielder, I guess. Yeah, like, was it, right, was it but... Van Slyke related? I don't know when he came to know. San Francisco. A lot of things there, are. Saturday. I was a big Andy Van Slyke guy when I was, um, when in the early '90s, like the Mets were really irrelevant a couple of those years. So, I, like the Pirates were my like. Did you ever have your team stunk when you were a kid? So you sort of had your favorite team,
2: but then you had this. Yeah, is like my I had for. the Knicks because I was a Timberwolves fan in like '88, '89, mm-hmm. '90, '90. That didn't work out. <laughs> so I was like,
1: <laughs> there's a lot of pictures of me in '49er stuff from like the late '90s or late '80s, early '90s. I hated the Cowboys oh, and, and hated the Steelers, and I loved the and obviously hated the Redskins.
2: Uh, and I love and the, you four- chose the Spurs. By the way, I looked at your roster in League of Leagues. Let's go back to that for a second. You don't have any of your favorite players in any of the three sports. Is that by design or just... Well, I think sense? I'm going to pick a Met at some point soon. But uh, uh,
1: yeah. um, it's it's not by design. The Spurs really only have, like, one super exciting guy, and I didn't take him, Kawhi. Um, I don't love having the Mets pitchers, to be honest. Like, in a vacuum, I wouldn't take them because then it's, like, double stress when they're starting. I yeah. also don't like watching my pitchers start. like and also, Or... Like fantasy baseball, to me, it's like I have had like Francisco Linder and Jason Kipnis. Like I barely know what they look like and until they make the playoffs. I don't know what these guys look like because I don't watch any non-Met games during the regular season. And yeah. I, to me, it's like it's I, I'm like Billy Bean. You know, I'm I'm like except he like does exercise during the games. I'm just eating. But I you know I don't want to see I don't want to see the guys play. To me, they're just stats on paper. If if you could automate a whole season, that would be preferable to me. I do fantasy yeah. baseball play a whole season every day.
2: Alright, moving on uh, The the fourth and last Sweet 16 matchup On the left half of our bracket Uh, This one is a route Obviously it's Babe Ruth against Michael Johnson And Babe Ruth is 89% of the vote Yeah, I mean,
1: who voted for Michael Johnson? That's stupid
2: yeah, well, a uh, few people. did. I mean, if you uh, wanted to there's... take it
1: literally and say, like, who would win a race? Who's a better athlete? Yeah, I, I think they said.
2: Yeah, I think that's how they okay, advanced on. Yeah, the big all right. goes um, on. But yeah. but there's there's always gonna be some trolls, obviously. Um, all right. So now we go to the other half of the bracket. Yeah. Jerry Rice, most say the greatest football player ever, against Muhammad Ali. Uh, Muhammad Ali wins sixty nine to thirty one. Yeah, uh, Ali, no surprise. Ali won one. Yeah, of course. Even if you think Ali's uh, again, over, uh, he's
1: still like. The third best boxer yeah. ever, at worst.
2: Yeah, I mean Ali went. Ali went to our final. Fo- well, would the third greatest boxer ever advance over the greatest football player ever? I would well, say no. I, I don't
1: think Jerry Rice is the best football player ever necessarily.
2: Yeah. All right. Um. All right. Now we have Peyton Manning against Wilt Chamberlain. This one is like the opposite to me of the Brady versus Ted Williams thing, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, Wilt Chamberlain is basically Ted Williams. I mean, he was dominant. He played a long time ago. So do you want to guess how the vote went on this one, painting against Wilt Chamberlain?
1: Yeah. Um, well, you said it's the opposite. So if Williams, if Williams won the well, – I don't remember who won the – I know that we Brady played. Was, Brady won. Brady 57%. won the last one. for Williams. Yeah, so you're saying Wilt won. I mean, Wilt has more, a
2: little bit more cachet. To like yeah, so Wilt, Wilt's winning Tim this Williams. one 60-40. So here's the thing. Was Wilt more dominant yeah, which is sure. which is I guess the argument and I would actually say no so first of all keep in mind that Will played in an era where he played against 10 teams made up of a bunch of short white guys whereas yeah. Peyton played in the modern era right. it, even it, so Will, even no, with the
1: no, much, the, the much the less competition like, you view him as a freak show do you know what I mean it's like was he like before his time? And if he was there now, he'd just be like Dwight Howard. Who
2: cares? Well, first of all, yeah, if he was there now, but I'm not even saying I'm saying even in his time, he wasn't more dominant than Peyton Manning. Yeah, he averaged fifty and twenty five. Peyton Manning threw for fifty five touchdowns in five. Like Peyton Manning shattered every record. Also, yeah, in a, against a much more tough competition. I mean, how many let's years put was this Wilt one.
1: the best guy in the NBA? And how many years was Peyton the best the best player in football?
2: Okay, yeah, so yeah, so Peyton's career was also longer than Wilt's, especially relative to the MVPs sport. did they each have. Okay, so well, let's talk about actual MVPs. Wilt has four. Mm-hmm. Okay um actual MVPs, which is which is good, right? Yeah. But Peyton Manning has five. Yeah, okay? and five
1: NFL MVPs is like twelve
2: NBA it's insane. MVPs. Yeah, that'll never happen. Yeah. In Chester MVPs, I would have given Wilt eight. Okay. Right. You said that the, but, the day
1: when you said Kareem had eleven. Yeah.
2: But here, here's the yeah, here's the thing. All NBA, Wilt was seven times ta- seven times first team, three times second team. Mm-hmm. Exactly the same as Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning seven time first team all pro. Uh, th- three times second team, and again, Peyton Manning was competing against thirty-two quarterbacks. What well, was competing against ten centers? Yeah, I agree. So to me, I have, I have Peyton so, Manning. Who do you have? Yeah, so I have Peyton Manning advancing over Will Chamberlain here. Okay, so we both agree that th- and it was sixty forty. The voters were close, but that, uh, and it's a fair.
1: It's that you could definitely make a good case for Will.
2: Oh, you could make a case. Yeah, and you could make a case for Brady also. But um, all right, okay. Um, so we have a uh, Peyton Manning advancing. Now we have a couple of blowouts to to end our Sweet Sixteen. We have Deion Sanders against LeBron James. Uh, LeBron was seventy-seven percent. Yeah, I mean listen, it, it, you could like, I mean, Deion could win the whole thing and I'd be like, "All right, that's
1: normal, that's fair." But I I agree. I think you have to put LeBron James. He's just too, he's yeah. just too good.
2: And then the, and then the, and then the worst uh the biggest blow in the Sweet 16, Michael Jordan we were against Carl talking Lewis. talking about
1: We were talking about how good Deion was at baseball on the last podcast. Do you know he went 8 for 17 in the World Series that that year he was good in 1992? Yeah. That's
2: crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh Michael Jordan against Carl Lewis. We had uh, one troll who voted for Carl Lewis. So Michael Jordan with 98% of the vote. Yeah. Um, yeah, no question. Michael.
1: Now, we, it doesn't have to be the theme of another podcast, but this is going long. Should we, should we save the, the final three rounds for, like, should we put it to a vote and sort of just extend March Madness to April Madness?
2: The way that the tournament does, right? The final yeah. four is always in April.
1: I think yeah. We we're, because, we're... unless, do you want to do the quarters and if we argue on anything, then we send it to the fans or should we just send it to the fans first?
2: Should we do the Elite Eight right now, you're saying? Yeah. Okay, fine. So let's do the elite eight right now. So we have but Ted if we Williams. To
1: the fans will make it, and I'll make these Twitter polls because there'll be max four. All right. So we have Ted Williams against Michael Phelps. Um. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. I- I'm going to go with. To me, it's like is Ted Williams the best hitter ever? And obviously, a lot of people say Ted Williams best hitter ever. But because there's a debate, I don't. I just don't know. I'm gonna. I'm going with Michael Phelps here.
2: But again, is swimming equal in importance to baseball? Right. Is yeah. the third best hitter not better than the best swimmer? Is the third best? Yeah, I don't. I mean, again, let's let the fans decide. No, if no, you are nobody disagree. would say that Ted Williams is not one of the best three hitters of all time, right? It's it's him, Babe Ruth, and Barry Bonds in some order. Yeah. Uh, now the thing is, Ted Williams is not the all around player that Willie Mays was. Ted Williams was not a great defender. I mean, he spent most of his time in right field. You know, practicing his swing for the next time he'd be up. Yeah, I don't think Phelps should have beaten Willie Mays, but all right, so we'll leave we'll it to the listeners. Uh, if they chose Phelps over Mays, they're for sure going to choose Phelps over Ted Williams. Yeah, I Our think listeners right. also hate America, so they don't care about his patriotism. Well, we have a lot of service. non-American listeners. Yeah. Oh, so they're allowed to hate America?
1: Well, I hey, mean... this
2: podcast wouldn't exist if not for America.
1: A lot of things wouldn't exist if not for America. Yeah. Um, what else would America <laughs> invent? The internet? All right, so we have Ted Williams against Absolutely.
2: Michael Phelps in the Elite Eight. We don't know who's going to the Final Four yet. The next one, we have... Just a doozy, the two greatest athletes for sure of the first half of the 20th century, Babe Ruth against Jim Thorpe.
1: Yeah, this is tough. To me, I I, I was going to make a strong argument for Thorpe in the finals if he had – if he, you know – but to me, I'm I'm going Babe Ruth here. But uh, if you say – again, in 1950 or or in the early 50s when they said who's the best athlete of the first 50 years, the answer was Jim Thorpe.
2: Now, yeah. maybe... He, they, he, they literally gave it to him, yeah. They
1: literally gave it to Thorpe. They asked the people who knew much better than us, who saw them both play, possibly. Well, they're probably not. You literally had to go to the game or the or the, yeah. see them play, but they read about them in the paper um, from Grantland Rice, and I think the the idea that, like, track and field was much bigger than Thorpe was... Uh, Dwight Eisenhower called Thorpe, like, the best uh, football player I ever saw, which, again, was probably only a few football players. Uh, he was, okay, like, but he won
2: gold medals in the pentathlon and the decathlon. Yeah. He played in the NFL. Yeah. He played professional baseball. He played basketball. Yeah, but
1: to me it's like Ruth was maybe the best like the best hitter ever. And, again, like almost think of pitching as a different sport. The, I, you would think that pitching and hitting. By sports...
2: the way, they, they faced each other because Babe Ruth, uh, excuse me, Jim Thorpe played on the New York Giants baseball team for yeah. six years. I mean, Ruth in probably like,
1: refused to pitch them because he was Indian, but still. Um, well, but
2: but, Ruth, but there were rumors about Ruth being of African-American descent.
1: Yeah. That people do say that. That's
2: true. Yeah. Um, Which is why he dominated the sport because he was playing with a bunch of white guys. <laughs> I think yeah, I mean, a friend of ours a has one.
1: a relative or like an in-law who once told me a story that like Ruth snubbed him because he was Jewish or something like that. Like someone's grandfather. But, you know, that's probably another one. I Baby Ruth loved everybody. Oh, yeah. Well, he like eating. I don't know.
2: Um, yeah, so the Associated Press named him, as you said, the greatest athlete of the first half of the 20th century. Uh, you know, he's in the Football Hall of Fame, so you can't say you know it's it's not like a like a like a Bo Jackson situation, right? I don't know. This is a tough one. Babe, I mean Babe Ruth was just so dominant, and you know, his dominance in baseball is unparalleled by anything except, I guess, maybe Wayne Gretzky.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, listen, I'm going with Babe Ruth, but I, but I'm of the biggest Thorpe guy there is.
2: So I'm going to say Thorpe, uh, so that we can uh, put that one up to the All voters right, or the, the listeners. listeners as well. So yeah, so we haven't decided any of these yet. All right, now we have Muhammad Ali against Peyton Manning. I'll say Ali. I'm going to give him his second, uh, his second final four. Muhammad Ali. He was in the final Peyton four. Man. He was in the final four of our greatest living Americans. I mean, it's mean, this me, is tough because I'm going Peyton Manning.
1: I think Ali at this point now becomes overrated because again. I think the Ring Magazine had him as the number three boxer. They had Henry Armstrong, who beat Bo Jackson, uh, one of the more controversial decisions around. Then one. who Ali beat. the number two boxer? Yeah. And I think Sugar Ray Robinson, who I think was he in the bracket? Sugar Ray.
2: Yeah, but most people have Ali as the greatest, the heavyweight of all time.
1: Yeah, but and also again, he, he took off five years in the prime yeah. of his career, just like
2: Ted Williams. Yeah, he, yeah. But listen, I I don't. If you're going fishing, we're protesting. All right. So okay, so we ha- we haven't gotten one yet. And uh, let's see if we can agree on this one in the final four: it's okay. LeBron James against Michael Jordan. Oh, so it's what a great matchup, right? Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, we heard last week our guest Jared Jerome. He thinks LeBron is already better than Jordan. He thinks LeBron is already the greatest basketball player of all time. I think he has a chance to get there, but right now it's got to be Jordan. Even I, though Jordan sucked at baseball, and we think LeBron would have been better like, get <laughs> another football. sport.
1: Yeah, yeah. his ten football careers would better football than football. Jordan's. Yeah. <laughs>
2: But we, we got to go Jordan. Here, I right? mean,
1: it's like the worst, today is like the worst day of LeBron's career. Also, it's like a bad time to ask about it. Like if he had gone for yeah. like 46, 12, and 12 against the Spurs last yeah. night. Cavs are struggling, yeah. I mean, they had their – I didn't even realize. Like they were – you know, they had Love. They're, they're, they're going to drop out of on the one seed, yeah. Not just the one seed. Like they had their f- full roster. I'm like, okay, maybe Love didn't play. You know, I didn't see the game last night. And then I, I was checking the box score and, and, and like everyone played. Yeah.
2: All right, so Jordan's in the final four. Or are you going to say LeBron?
1: No. Uh, let's send this to the listeners. Let's send it to the listeners. I'm going to say LeBron. All right. I know that's not what you think. But all right. So we have no, decided I, anything. I, I, <laughs> I... To me, it's like, who would win who for one game in their absolute apex? Yeah, I'd probably say Michael Jordan. But, like, their whole career, I think? I don't know. I mean, their careers are so similar, right? Like, it took them a little bit too long to, like, suspiciously long to, like, start making the finals... But once they did, they literally never missed they the never, finals. Yeah, they never did this year. when, Le- I mean, some of the people think the, the East is a lot better this year than in years past. Obviously, it's much worse than the West. But, like, the West does not go eight deep. Their years, the West goes 11 deep. And, like, yeah. you know, the Thunder. Yeah, there's, out, a,
2: there's, like, a, there's a big drop-off after number seven in the West. Yeah, the,
1: the, whoever plays the, the, the eighth team that's going to get absolutely sacrificed, uh, you know, to the, to the Warriors. Like, those games are going to be, like, 140 to, like, 98. Those teams, Portland stinks. None of those teams should want to make the playoffs. Normally, I disagree, and I think anytime you make the playoffs, that's good for like, especially the young core players. And your, I mean, your Timberwolves are so bad. I don't know how this happened. They have so just, many well, good just players. The last, just the last week and a half. I mean, no,
2: and and the five months before it, their record stinks. No, no, no. Okay, okay. They started the season eight and twenty four. They were terrible. Then yeah, they were above five hundred for three months. Is
1: good. This team should be in the eighth seed.
2: I don't understand well, what's wrong with them. Well, okay, they, they they were, by advanced stats, I think they've been the 7th or 8th best team in the league on the whole year, actually, until the last two weeks. Well, then how are they, like, 28 and 50? They can't be the Well, first of all, because they have the worst record in the league in games decided by three points or less. What's part of record? that is a little bit lo- So part of that is luck. Part of that, well, they started 0-11 on the season in games decided by three points or less. Uh, part of that's luck. Part of that is, because that was also a problem with, like, the Kevin Love-Rubio teams. I think that part of that is luck, but I think part of it is because Rubio's such a bad shooter and teams can completely slag off him in the last two minutes. Mm-hmm. So you're playing 4-on-5 you know, at the end-of-game situation.
1: Do you think they should trade Rubio in the offseason? I think he still has I value. Mean, I wouldn't want my team to at trade, the trade for At
2: the trade deadline, they couldn't even get Reggie Jackson. They were talking about getting Derrick Rose, so he has no trade value for some reason. It's weird because he's, a reason, good, every he's team such team an extreme has like, player. Every team has, has like computer guys now. There's too no many good point starts. guards. There are a lot of good there's too, Well, there's too many good point guards. And also, Rubio well, is no, like, point guards. he averages out.
1: team, And I wouldn't want Rubio over Parker or Mills at this point.
2: Well, I mean, you're wrong about that, but... First but of all, Rubio's been very good for the last couple months. If you think rubio Oh, for sure he, play he play is. Play of course he is. You're crazy. Of course he is. Isn't even close? Um, again, in a, in a
1: league that's literally predicated around shooting threes, Rubio so, like, cannot shoot, and Patty Mills is a very good three-point shooter.
2: Rubio's not a terrible three-point shooter, actually. But, I mean, his spot, what is he, at like 33% this year, or something like that? 34?
1: Yeah, but that's what he shoots from twos, also.
2: Yeah, the thing about Rubio is he's so elite as a passer and defensively, and he's so terrible at shooting. So he's like he's in these extremes, and when it averages out to an average point guard, but it's sort of an unusual way to get there. So, all right, that's enough. This podcast has been me. So we spent about 40 minutes discussing uh, a, a a weirdo fantasy league with 10 people in it. Then we spent 10 minutes discussing the actual topic of the podcast, and now we're talking about Ricky Rubio versus Patty Mills for some reason.
1: All right, listen, this is a sports podcast. So this is good. Yeah, all, all in
2: a day's work. Um, yeah, if you want to all be, right next, right.
1: if you want, if you heard and you're jealous, you want to be in the next League of Leagues, uh, hit me up and I'll put you on the wait list. Yeah. Now, all would right, it be insane? Up. Let me ask you a question. Chester. Yes. Would it be insane if we start, if I started a second League of Leagues in 2018? So I had like all remaining <laughs> years. So there was a draft
2: every year. Cause at the end of the day, the draft is the most fun part of any fantasy league. I'm not even making a joke. I literally think what you just said, like that part of the podcast, will be cut and will be played in court in your divorce proceedings.
1: I mean, I didn't tell my wife about the legal leagues, and then she <laughs> ran into Morty on the street, and Morty's like, "Yeah, I was like, I felt." And this is not only did Morty tell her about the legal leagues, which is a disaster. What? What a snitch. He, yeah, he also said, "Yeah, but I knew I was going to be drafting all night, or we draft in the morning because we're seven hours ahead." He's like, I was going to be up all night, so I took my wife out
2: for a Oh, <laughs> God, like, he threw
1: you under Like I took her out all night. I'm like, and first of all, my wife does not want to go out with me. Let's let's be fair. But <laughs> the idea that, like, oh, he, like, was thoughtful about it and sort of, like, yeah. prepared, whereas I'm, like, sneaking away in my, like, office at, like, 4 a.m. doing this
2: draft. <laughs> and then your wife has to get up with the kids. So and, I...
1: and then she got up with the kids because I like, fell asleep after the draft at 7 a.m., and like woke up at eleven thirty, and she had That's like amazing. had like run out four times. She has a baby, like four kids. Forgot to pack them lunch. Running back and forth to school. Did you that. just
2: have a baby like six weeks ago?
1: <laughs> yeah. So
2: Morty, Morty <laughs> wins the LVP
1: for snitching on me there, but um yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, anyway, alright, this was fun. Uh, we will,
1: uh, we don't know what we're doing next week. The hot, the hot takeoff is going to be in two or three weeks, I think. People have been asking yeah. when. So well, hot- we
2: got to wrap this up. We might do it in person. We might have a couple of guests. We'll see. Oh, yeah. Oh, the hot takeoff in person? Well, we're not going to do
1: that in person. So maybe we'll wait till you go back to New York for the hot
2: takeoff. Yeah, we will have a,
1: a right. one live podcast in the next few weeks. Alright, have a good one. Why can't
0: you see I'm standing at the door? Why can't Open your phone, little darling. If I don't hear where I go. Let the sky open up, and Let the good times roll. 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 Let the, roll. Let the, roll. Let the sky open up, little darling.